Hey, what is up everyone? Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan. For today, we spoke with Jamie. She's an incredible actress. Hope you like this episode and I'll see you on the next one. Stay safe. Um, hey Jamie, welcome to the show. It is amazing. The perfect way to start an epic week is with someone as epic as you. You know what I mean? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, let's let's dig into the uh, for, for the whole, for the whole interview now and let's go back in time a little bit here and tell me like how this journey through acting started. I started acting when I was a kid. Okay. I was performing on our coffee table, our little living room coffee table yeah. with my brother. Um And then my very first professional acting gig, I was eight years old, eight or nine. I had just turned, um, and I was cast in Annie as an orphan. And after that, I ended up booking another professional show. Yeah. I was in Sound of Music, and then I just loved acting and being an artist. And I went to theater camp. I did theater in middle school and in high school. I went to college for acting. Wow. It has been pretty much a sure thing from the beginning for me. Absolutely. So basically since little acting was always like the main goal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Acting and performing. I did a lot of singing and dancing early in my career. I've transitioned a little bit from singing and dancing to more straight theater and then also film and television wow amazing and focusing a little bit here on your acting career tell me like how you prepare a character now of course i understand that uh that that it depends on the role but like what are usually the first you know let's say like the first steps you always take for you to start this process of uh, creating a character for me i really like to think uh outside in So I like to think of the music that my character would listen to. I like to think of what they would wear. I like to journal as if I'm the character. So I'll journal backstory, mm. I'll journal memories, or just things that I think the character would have. And I kind of journal as if I'm them. I like to make vision boards for the character. So I'll pull a bunch of images and kind of create a vibe for the character. And then I do a lot of analyzing of the script and the text and trying to put that all together. I do weave in personal experience and memories that I've had. And yeah, and then I just kind of let the character speak through me once I've done all of that research and kind of like set the groundwork for character development. Okay, I mean, so it's basically a whole process here, which which I, I find really amazing and also it's really cool, right? Whenever you get the chance to create like this connection with the character and then you present it to the audience and then the audience somehow they feel related to it, you know? I find it very interesting that you can relate to someone at that moment that you don't know anything about, but the fact that they're either perhaps like their emotions or the way they are handling the situation that we are watching, you 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 get you get the chance to feel I mean, yeah, you care about this character, you know, as as an spectator or, or or as the audience, you get to a moment in which you really care 
about that character like if it was either i don't know like a best friend or family member or someone you care you know yeah i mean we have to we have to care about the characters otherwise we don't care about the story Absolutely. you know like we have to we have to be invested in them we have to be excited to get to know them if we don't have that mm. then you know you really the story could be interesting but you really want to know what's happening to this person and how are they responding to it and why do i want to keep watching that especially for like a tv series right yeah. so if you're watching a character for 11 seasons you have to really care about them as a person and a character mm, i can totally understand that yeah and yeah. moving on here a little bit here to me like what has been either the funniest or worst addition you ever had you know like that addition that perhaps that moment wasn't funny at all but right now it's it's funny uh i auditioned for a kid's show and okay. when i showed up to the audition they said that we had to take our shoes off And I wasn't really prepared for that. I was wearing boots. It was in the winter, so I was wearing knee-high boots. And underneath my knee-high boots were these St. Patrick's Day socks that said, get lucky on them with giant green shamrocks. Mm. Uh, did not match my outfit at all. Again, I didn't, who takes their shoes off at an audition? Right. I just wasn't prepared for that. Mm. Um, and I just, you know, I did my best, but all I kept thinking of during my audition was, I wonder what they think about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I just felt like it was such a distraction. So I don't know. I love it. And do you still have those socks or? No, no. <laughs> oh, they're not lucky. <laughs> they're not, they weren't lucky at all. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. And like, what advice could you give to, to someone who is starting to audition, you know, like this fresh actor who is who is just <clears throat> starting on this audition process, let's say. I think the most important thing to remember as an artist is that there's so many things that make you a good artist that have nothing to do with your talent. Are you a good person? Do you show up on time? Are you prepared? Are you a great person to work with? You know, like there's a lot of things We think so much about talent, are we good enough talent-wise? Mm. But there's just other things that tend to be more important. The relationships you build, your energy, your energy is really important when you go into an audition. And the other thing I would say is if you get the opportunity as an actor to be a reader or to sit behind the table during an audition, it is so helpful to see All of these actors come in, they're so talented, everybody's so talented, and you just see the process. Mm. And you also start to understand how casting directors see you when you walk in the room, how directors see you. And it's true, when you walk in the room, they already know within like five seconds if you're right for the role. And that's before you've even said anything or sang or mm on your monologue or your sides. So they already know if you're a fit. And that, you know, they want you to succeed. They truly want you to do your best job. They want you to be their solution to the problem that they have of trying to find someone. So if you can think about it that way, 
I think it's it's a bit of a relief. It takes some of the pressure off. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And like how you handle those typical second thoughts after the audition. You know, like those moments in which you in which you go you you you're done with the audition, then you start thinking about like I should have done this instead of that. I should have said this instead of. That. I mean, like how you handle those thoughts because I do I do think right that if you let those those thoughts to consume you. I mean, three hours later, you're still thinking of the same thing over and over and over, right? Like, like how you manage to just be like, okay, it happened, whatever, I'll move on to the next one or so. I think it's just kind of like you said, you have to leave it in the room. Mm. You know, you you did it, it's done. You can't go back and fix it. You know, it's kind of shut the door and move on. That's easier said than done, especially if it's something that you were really excited about. But I've heard so many stories where people have auditioned and then they don't hear anything for a really long time. Yeah. And then someone reaches out to them a year later and calls them in for either the same role or a different role. So if you do a good job, it's just about doing a good job and knowing that casting directors and directors will remember you. They really do. Like I've directed and I'm I've worked as a casting director and casting assistant and mm -hmm. I remember really good auditions and I have like a list in my mind of people that I want to work with or people that I think would be right for certain projects. So know that if you do a good audition and you don't hear anything, it doesn't mean that people are forgetting you or have forgotten you. There's still mm -hmm. a chance that you're on someone's mind and you're on their short list you just have it's just not the right part yet and then I think just like really knowing that the right role will not pass you by so if it's right for you you're gonna get it yeah okay yeah okay yeah it it, it makes sense I mean we 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 have seen like plenty of movies or tv shows that the character feels perfect for the actor right i mean yeah yeah I, I yeah i can't stand that and so basically it's like yeah so basically it's like whatever you do just enjoy it have a good time and the, and the right things will come at time and don't press don't don't try to push anything you know i mean don't try to be like okay i need to have this role yes or yes but it's not for me i don't care i want it because otherwise it's, it's not gonna look real right yeah hmm. and um I think one of the things when you do get an opportunity to be in the room watching auditions, you can really tell when someone is desperate. It just kind of, there's like a... Like an air of it? Yeah, it's an okay. air of it. You know, and it, it's not very attractive. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, for me as an artist, I felt like I, as an actor, that I kept asking the universe for things over and over again. Like I'm asking for an audition. I'm asking for a manager. I'm asking for representation. I'm asking to be seen. I'm asking to be heard, always asking. And when I started creating my own content, that really changed because what I was putting out into the world was opportunities, opportunities to collaborate, opportunities for jobs, opportunities to create and that really shifted for me as an artist what I was putting out into the world and I actually started booking more 
work as an actor because I was going into those rooms and instead of asking for all this stuff, I was just there. And I also had really cool projects that I was working on. So if I didn't get the role, I didn't feel like it was make or break, you know, because mm -hmm. I was already I was already creating content that I was really excited about. Absolutely, that's so cool. And and like, like what is your dream role here? You know, let, let's say that you get the opportunity one day to play your favorite role. Like what like what is that role you're like? I want that one day. I mean. I would love to be on a really cool sci-fi show. I would love to be a part of the Star Wars universe or uh, Marvel. Like, yeah. I think that would be amazing, being like a really cool superhero. Um, yeah. I also think it'd be really fun to be the voice of an animated character, mm -hmm. like a Disney animated character or a princess or um, something on Pixar. And then I think just kind of working with some people that I really admire would be awesome. Absolutely. I also want to direct. So there's a huge part of me that wants to direct certain actors and, mm. and work with them in the future. That's amazing. And now that you mentioned that you have directed some projects here and there, tell me like how you manage to prepare on a scene. I mean, so you will talk with the actor before shooting it or it's on the script, you know, you know what to do. Or like perhaps you will have a conversation with the actor like okay what do you want do you have like any ideas like what is your approach to shoot uh, to do a scene let's say i come from a theater background so i'm a big fan of rehearsals and doing a lot of script work mm. i tend to give recommendations of things to watch or things to listen to i also as a director usually have a pretty you know, a uh, specific pitch deck and um, visual representation of like what I want the project to look like and feel okay. like. And I give that to like the crew and the cast and everybody so they have a strong idea of what this project is about, what it mm. looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. It's basically how I work as an actor when you were asking me how I prepare for roles. It's the same way that I direct. I I do the world building. I do the kind of, what does it smell like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And then I give that to the actors and then we kind of dive into the script and motivation for why characters are doing certain things and building relationships. And then we'll have rehearsal. But I don't think you should over-rehearse. I think rehearsing is good, but let it be fresh, let it breathe. So yeah, that's usually, I and I don't like to do a lot of takes. I usually try to get it quickly, like what mm. I'm looking for. Okay, okay, that's awesome. And so let's say that one day I call you and I tell you that I want to become an actor. Now, of course, I don't have any experience at like zero. I mean, the only possibly role that I have ever in my life was like in high school for a play. I only had one role, one line, and I screw it, of course, <laughs> but, like my point here is like, what advice would you give to me or to someone, you know, who is on his third, who is on his thirties and it's about, you know, throwing everything away and start a new career, like from scratch. And on this time it's because it will be acting career. So what advice would you give? I really think that improv is a great place to start. Okay. So any sort of sketch comedy improv group would be really great. It teaches you how to listen 
and it teaches you how to kind of like break some old habits that we might have as humans like um you know it's fun it's silly it's there's a lot of really great exercises that you can do just to kind of get your creative juices flowing so i always recommend improv classes i think that's a great way to start i think working as an extra is a really great place to start because you can be on set and you can kind of be observant of what's mm. happening. You can mm. watch, you can hear the language and the dialogue. You can learn about all the different departments. Okay. And if you feel really comfortable on set, then when you get the opportunity to be a day player or uh, a lead role, you already kind of know the environment of being on a TV set. So I think that's like a really great way to go you need good headshots everything is visual these days mm. and i think headshots are super important even if you don't have all the training yet you could still book work with a good headshot so there you go that's important too i'll i'll tell you what if i ever get an oscar I, you can be sure that i'm gonna mention you in my thank you <laughs> i love Yay. it i love it i love it now let's say you know that one day um Netflix, uh, HBO Max, Disney Plus, I mean, you name it. They come to you and say, we got this idea for a film in which basically goes that all of the characters you have played at the moment, they're going to gather to celebrate your birthday. Tell me, <laughs> what would be the name of that film? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it would be like a combination of I mean, it would be such an interesting group of people all together because I've, I've done some really like dark roles or uh -huh. complex roles. Mm. And then I've done a lot of girl next door, uh, kind of cute, dumb blonde roles. So it would be such, I would, I feel like it would be a split personality party. <laughs> uh, Gemini or like twin, maybe that would be the name. Twin. Yeah. Okay. And what would it be? Would it be like comedy, dark comedy, perhaps horror? Like what would it be? I think it would probably be like maybe dark comedy or a mix of like comedy and and dark. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And if you have if you have to choose if you have to choose one of your characters to go out have some drinks, which character would you go out with? I would go out with, oh, that's a good question. Um, I would go out with the character I most recently played in Legacy. Mm. She is the president of the sorority, but she is a vigilante who kills bad men and eats them to get rid of their bodies. So she's okay. really fun. <laughs> She knows how to have a good time, but she also can kick some ass. Mm. I like it. Okay. Okay. And and now that you mentioned, uh, I mean, you mentioned before that you would like to be one day either in uh, Star Wars or the Marvel. If you if you w would have the chance to create your own superhero, what would be your superhero name and what, and what would it be your superpower? <laughs> I don't... Um... 
Let's leave the name if you want. Only the name and the superpower for, for later on. Well, superpower, I could think of like, I mean, I think it'd be great to read people's minds. Okay. Uh, or to be invisible. I think that would be really fun too. Or both. Or both, yeah. So like read people's mind and be invisible. Be invisible. That could be really cool. Um, also being a shapeshifter, I think would be really cool. Like being able to turn into any thing, be it a, an animal or a person. Mm. Um, as far as superhero name, I don't know. I would have to really think about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I really love Supergirl um, on the CW. Like, mm. I thought that show was fun. You know, it obviously, I mean, it was a really fun show. And I like the character of Supergirl and what oh. she stands for. Okay, so so the superhero name will be with Valeria. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's say that one day I open up a bar and then I tell you I need to have new drinks. And then I got this idea in which I will ask you if you could describe your whole career on a drink, what would it like? What would it be and how would you call it? Now, you can choose either a regular drink or you can create one. This is a great question. It's complicated though. Uh, my career has changed a lot and right. grown a lot as I've grown. So, you know, first being actor, singer, dancer, and then I added in film and television, and then I added in directing and producing and casting and casting assistant. And now I'm an intimacy coordinator so it would have to be, it would probably have to be some sort of like giant punch bowl with a bunch of things in it. Right, like 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 layers, right? Things yeah, like yeah. Mm -hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's what it would be. And then it would, you know, it would be flavorful and fun and easy to drink, but packs a punch. Mm, okay, like, okay, so so those type of drinks that you can drink one, two, three, four, five, you don't feel anything, and then once you get up, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, it hits me now. Something yeah, like yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay, I love it, I love it. And, like, my last question here is, like, what motivates you? You know, we all have those things, right? In which we just want to quit. And it's so interesting, because sometimes things might be normal, you know, nothing bad is happening, everything's cool, you know, but then you got into, but then you got this toxic bubble coming to you or like this toxic cloud coming to you, you know, and then you start to feel miserable and then you start to question yourself and it's, you know. So my question here is like how you managed to get out of it so you can continue this journey that you have been creating for so many years now. I think a couple of things. I think everyone gets discouraged. So if you're feeling discouraged about being an artist, I mean, I think there's ups and downs all the time with being an artist. And what I can say is that you have to find the joy in it for yourself because so much of being an artist is the response of the audience mm. and the people who see the art. 
but it needs to be art that you would create even if it just makes you happy. You know, it has to be art that you're creating for you. And then it's a beautiful accident that lots of other people like it too, kind of thing. Um, Shonda Rhimes actually just recently said something like that in a panel. She said that they just keep creating stories that they find interesting and that they are excited to see. And then it just so happens that there's a lot of people who feel the same way they do. But if that they tried to make something that would make other people happy or that they think other people would like, it might not actually be as good as the stuff that they're creating that they want to see. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then when I'm really discouraged, I give myself a pep talk, a shower pep talk. Nice. I have been practicing my Academy Award acceptance speech in the shower since I was a kid. So if I ever get super discouraged, I think about what I would say in that moment, accepting my Academy Award. That's so cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, at the end, what can I say? I mean, the, the fact that you have been involved in so many things now, I mean, and also what, what you have been telling me so far, I mean, basically this is I could say so this is Jamie she's doing everything you know from acting directing producing casting I mean would you name it she got it and that's really cool because it shows like the passion you have to yeah like the passion you have for this uh like for the craft for your art even and even and even for yourself you know and and it is really cool that make that you do what makes you happy and I know that it, I know that it sounds like super cliche when I really tell you oh what makes you happy yeah but we do we do know that it's not easy. Sometimes it could take years, your whole life even, to finally discover. So the fact that you had it since little, and you are making progress, and you're showing that, that hey, besides acting, I can produce, I can direct, I can do casting. I mean, I can do everything. That is really cool. And I'm super sure that that that, that thankful speech is going to happen anytime soon. Give me that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I know it's going to happen one day, and we'll see. I've kind of let go of what it's for maybe yeah. i get an academy award for producing maybe i get an academy award for directing maybe it's for acting i mean i hope it's for acting and directing and i don't know maybe it's for everything but yeah yeah just keep, keep pursuing the dream there you go i'm super sure that one day one of our conversations are going to be where i can put more awards on my wall because it's full now <laughs> that's gonna happen hear me on that yeah. And who knows, maybe also at some point you will get your own action figure too. That would be cool. Oh, that'd be so cool. That, that would be, cool. be very cool. I have a friend who's the voice of a video game character and there's an action figure of like her animated character, which is very cool. That's amazing. And um, yeah, so basically, yeah, Jimmy, keep doing what you do. As I said, it, it is really cool. It's amazing. Keep inspiring because that is like the... That's like the goal that you're making here. I mean, you're inspiring people, and I find that super cool. I also want to thank those who watch this and say uh, thank you so much. If you're either listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to go follow Jamie like right now. The video is over, so go follow her. Let's make her viral. Hashtag Team Jamie. She's amazing. She's awesome. And again, Jamie, thank you so much. Have an incredible week. Keep killing it. And I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs>